You're listening to Bellwad Radio with Gina Stevens, providing digital marketing tips for nonprofits, community media, and community radio. Welcome to Bellwad Radio. My name is Gina Stevens, and I am your host. Today we're going to be talking about how nonprofits can monetize their social media channels. I'm going to give you six tips on how you can monetize your Facebook, your Twitter, and all your other social media channels. We talk a lot about fundraising and all those different things you can do to raise funds for your nonprofit, but I'd like to talk a little bit about how nonprofits should start thinking about the for-profit model. So we're going to go ahead and get started. Businesses of all types and sizes use social media to generate revenue. So we're going to focus on how nonprofits can monetize their social media channels to generate those much-needed funds you need. The following six tips are offered to help nonprofits generate additional revenue using a for-profit model. So we're going to talk about using a little bit of a different style to get a little bit more money pulled in for your nonprofit using your Facebook and your Twitter. So kind of switch modes just a little bit here. So this is um, coming from a presentation that I presented at a, at the Wisconsin uh, Community Papers Conference when I spoke with publishers who print free newspapers and they were trying to figure out how they can monetize their social media channels to get as much money as they could possibly get. And so I spoke a lot about how they can use their Facebook channels to get just a little bit more money from people. So I've kind of tweaked this, um, th this model specifically for nonprofits. So one, what you're going to do is create a community-driven content blog. So it's a community-driven content blog on your website. So this is going to sound a little bit complicated, but it's not that complicated. So what is a community-driven content blog? Think Huffington Post, okay? You see these every day. You go to people's websites, there's a blog, and there's like eight different contributors, right? There's like eight different people who are contributing content. That is a community-driven content blog. And what's happening is that content is coming from people who are part of the community. Um, a lot of these websites, so Huffington Post used to be a website where people who read the, the content on the website, they apply to be contributors, and they contribute content. The content is written by staff members, and the content was written by people who are just community members. Lots of other websites are exactly the same way. So you'll go to someone's website, and there are people who love the website, they want to contribute content, and there are websites that say, yes, you can contribute content to our website. You can do the same thing. So what you'll do is you'll set up a blog on your website, and then you will allow the people who are maybe your volunteers, who are part of the community in your local area, to con contribute content to your website. And one of the benefits of this is that you don't have to come up with content, right? A lot of people want to uh, have blogs on their website, but they don't. maybe they don't have the time to write blogs. They don't have the time to write that content. Um, so they'll open up the blog feature, and then they'll have a call for contributors, right? And so other people contribute that content. So what you'll do if you already have a blog 
already set up, then what you'll do is you'll allow people to contribute content. That's community-driven content. If you don't already have a blog and you've been trying to figure out how to open up your blog but you don't have time to contribute content, you'll allow your volunteers, maybe people in your community, your board members, your staff members, they'll contribute that content. Once that blog is up and running, you'll sell ad space on that blog. Okay, that's what you'll do. You'll sell ad space. Um, the people who will buy that ad space might be your uh, partners. So maybe you've partnered with other organizations and they want to um, advertise their events. They want to advertise their programming. So you'll sell that ad space uh, to those people. And you'll drive traffic to that blog by promoting the blog content on your social media channels. So that's one way you can generate additional uh, revenue for your organization is by community, creating community-driven content-based blogs and then selling ad space on those blogs. Now, newspapers started doing that a long time ago, opening up their websites and allowing people who are part of their local community to contribute content to those blogs just so they had another um, asset on their website to sell ad space. Okay? That's what they started doing. So number two, another way you can generate revenue for your nonprofit is building your mailing list through your social networks. Because your mailing list is extremely important, okay? Now you're going to build that mailing list, and other people might want your mailing list. They might want to buy your mailing list from you. Because your mailing list is extremely important. Of course, you want to, you're going to want to be careful about who you sell your mailing list to, and you're going to want to tell people that you might sell your mailing list to third parties. So you're going to build your mailing list through your social media channels. For any business or organization, the mailing list is its most valuable asset. Nonprofits can use their social media channels to help build a targeted mailing list. Nonprofits can promote and opt-in form on their Facebook page and use an incentive to encourage their visitors to complete the form and then <clears throat> build this mailing list uh, and a snail mail list. You might also want to use that list that you build to create an email newsletter if you haven't created an email newsletter. So you're going to build this email list, and then you're going to create an email newsletter, correct? You might already have an email newsletter, but are you selling ad space? in your email newsletter. So you might want to sell ad space to your sponsors, to your sponsors and your partners, correct? So your And again, your sponsors and your partners might want to advertise their events in your newsletter, uh, their programming in your newsletter. So that's one more way to squeeze just another few dollars out of your newsletter and get just a few more dollars um, put into your organization, right? So this is a for-profit model. So what I'd like for you guys to start doing is thinking the way for-profit businesses think, coming up with every way you could possibly think of to make just a few more dollars. So number three, offer digital advertising inserts in your social media channels, okay? So digital advertising inserts can generate income for your nonprofit. These digital inserts can be sold as Facebook status updates. Um, you might also consider using your space in your Twitter or Instagram Instagram. Uh, Instagram stream. So what do I mean by selling Facebook status updates, digital inserts in your Facebook status updates? I worked with a client once where what they would do is they would actually post an update and then they would sponsor, they would post an update 
for a client, and then they would sponsor that update. Why? Because they had 500,000 followers. The client only had 5,000 followers. So they have 500,000 followers. Their client only had 5,000. So, of course, they had a further reach, correct? So they would post an update, and that update might be maybe an article that their client wrote and their client wanted to, you know, uh, to promote that article to 500,000 people. They really liked the following that. The uh, Facebook page that has 5,000 people, they liked that following that that page had. They really wanted to promote that. Um, they knew that if they gave the article directly to the page owner and had the page owner post it uh, versus going to the page and posting it themselves, that it would get a much better reach. So they went to the page owner and they said, hey, can you post this for us? And they said, sure, it'll cost you, you know, 200 bucks. Well, the page owner was like, okay, it'll cost you 200 bucks. So what did the page owner do? The page owner knew how to sponsor that ad, pay only 100 bucks, knew exactly how to target that ad and get the most for the client for 100 bucks, keep the other 100 bucks for themselves. So that's one way you could do that. Um, and make some extra money for yourself is by selling digital inserts on your Facebook page and make a little money for yourself. So you can do the same thing in your Twitter update stream and your Instagram is by running ads in your uh, update stream. And those, the, the sponsored, pages, sponsored posts that you put in your Facebook and your Twitter stream and your Instagram, they don't necessarily have to be, it doesn't necessarily have to be your own content. It can be somebody else's content. And as long as it says sponsored on it, you've met all the, all the laws required by the FCC. Um, you, so then the other is rent your own sponsored post your sponsored post space. So um, we've talked a little bit about that already, but what we're going to talk about now is the big ads themselves, where it's the, the actual visual ad, where you're actually, the other one was just the text-based update. This one is actually the actual visual ad that you post. You're actually going to take an actual visual ad that you would normally post on your page. You would take that from your client, you would run that ad, and then you would sponsor it. So that's the fourth way you can make money um, for your nonprofit is by taking a client's ad and actually posting a visual ad in your update stream on Facebook or Twitter, and then you charge the client for that. So you're renting your sponsored post space, and you're selling it to the client. And then you're, of course, trying to figure out what the markup would be. Um, number five, sell a sponsored video series. The sponsored video series is one that can be a little tricky for you. This is where the storytelling piece comes in for nonprofits who are learning a lot about um, storytelling these days. So a sponsored video series would be the, the most effective way to do this which is, would be to sell a storytelling series. So you would, this would require really working very closely with maybe another nonprofit or a partner um, who has maybe a, a storytelling series that they think they could partner with you on that would really resonate with the people who are following your Facebook page or your Twitter page or your Instagram page. And they really want to get as much mileage out of that storytelling series as possible. So what they want to do is they want to take that storytelling series that they've uh, put in the form of video and they want to run it on your Facebook page, right? And so what you do is you get together with them and you say, hey, we'll run this on our 
Facebook page for you. We'll run it as a series, and this is what we'll charge you for it. And then what you do is you run it, and then you sponsor it. You pay to sponsor it. And then you just, of course, charge a little bit extra to charge it, to run it for them, and then you keep the extra for yourself. So that's one of the that's worked actually very well for quite a few of my clients who have done that. Based, my other clients have done it where they've uh, taken a how-to series. Um, someone has created a how-to series on on you know how to fix a particular problem in your business, how to fix a particular problem with your website how to create a particular strategy um, as far as like marketing strategy or whatever and they kind of create a four-part series or something and then they've taken that and they've worked with another Facebook page owner and they've had that Facebook page owner um, run that series on their page and they've paid that Facebook page owner to run that for them and it's actually been very um, successful. So those are uh, the five tips that I'm giving you on how nonprofits can monetize their social media channels. Thanks for joining me. This podcast is slightly longer than the others, but I hope you've gotten um, some great tips out of it. Again, my name is Gina Stevens, and you've been listening to Belwar Radio. Mm-hmm.